0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging
1: you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hello, Effort of Community Church, and welcome to our weekly podcast. I'm here with Pastor Kevin, and we were just having a little bit of an interesting conversation <laughs> about an upcoming event on Friday you may or may not know about. Yeah,
0: so this is a demonstration how you walk in unity as the body of Christ, even though there's diversity of opinion. So as you know, I serve Kekeleco School District, and I'm
1: president of the board of directors at Cakellico School. And I am the president of the board of directors at the Effortus School.
0: So we have a bit of an issue here is that we have, we've come to the place where uh, district finals, like championship game this Friday night, uh, perfect Storm, Backyard Rivalry, uh, Cicalico and Efforta playing together. And uh, who'd have thought we'd who'd be have here? thought?
1: <laughs> I was just telling someone last week that we don't all have to agree to be in relationship with each other. So, and now here we are. So we'll know a little bit more this week. Hey, well, Kevin. I will
0: say before we move on from that, though, it is really great to watch both of those teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what Efforta has done, like, don't hear me repeat. Don't repeat this one I'm about to say to anybody, but, I mean, even what Ephrata has done this year and their winning streak and yeah. first time making playoffs since, what, 1987, something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a fantastic um, story. And, uh, you know, I know both the uh, Cacalico program and the Ephrata program, as much as playing sports, they work on actually the development of character. Yes. And you really see that happening with these uh, young men. We have a great coaching team at Gekeleco uh, as well that work yeah. on character and building teams. So it really is actually great for both of them. Yep. So
1: all things aside, yes, it's great to watch the story unfold. Yeah, even after Friday. we do Friday. expect to win. Well, sometimes (laughs) expectations don't come to pass, and we'll see what happens. Hey, Kevin, I'm glad to be with you uh, here today um, uh, and with the people joining us on the podcast. And we're going to jump a little bit back into the past two weekends as we've kind of entered into this uh, uh, Christmas season and the topic, this idea of God with us. So two weeks ago, you would have opened that uh, teaching topic with the idea that God desires to be with His presence, uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Um, and then Jim, this past week, would have followed that up with the idea of the presence of the Lord being with His people. So, what we like to do on the podcast is give people a little, a little bit of a behind the scenes as far as like, hey, what we've been thinking and experiencing as the leadership team, and how that's kind of come into uh, the weekend service and the life of the church. Yep, so, yep.
0: Well, we surely are uh, just really blessed by what God's doing among us, and uh, it is sometimes hard to put into words the very things that we sense him uh, accomplishing among us. Um, These biblical truths, God truly wants to be with us, and uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I used the illustration of taking a smooth stone and skipping it across a lake, and we're only going to touch at certain spots, but you know that beneath that, there's a lot of depth. Yeah. So you could dig deep into the character and nature of God when it comes to the fact that he wants to be with us. And so much what happens, what religion does is you need to earn the right to be with God. Yep. Like you have to do all the right things. And it's not. It's simply the blood of Jesus Christ. And um, there's some unique revelation. Like that's always been true. It's, always, yep. I mean, it's been in scripture. It's nothing new. But there's times when God awakens something or he opens the eyes of our heart, you know, Ephesians chapter one, yeah. to maybe see some things in a fresh way. And uh, and even this past weekend, so obviously I was not here. I did watch online. Yeah. And so that was Saturday morning that, uh, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to be with and everybody, just so you know, I'm fine. Uh, what actually happened was I had a bit of a cold, I think is what I was dealing with. And. Ended up getting some prescription med, and I had an allergic reaction to this prescription medication. So, in the end of it, though, what's interesting about that was, I think this past weekend needed to happen. Yeah. with With me not being there, and um, we've walked through this process of, you know, months when it comes to uh, our us as pastors, um, the elder team, and I think what this past weekend demonstrated was that it's not me and it's not something that i'm carrying actually it's something that
1: god's giving us as a congregation so actually i think this past weekend needed to happen yeah we've been saying for months uh and maybe even longer my months i think is a little bit like jim's six months it's a (laughs) it's a period of time uh but that god wants to place his name on us. And what does that mean? And uh, even just think it was the timing of the Lord to maybe slow the church down a little bit and spend some more time in this idea that God desires to be with his people and uh, that we can uh, and are um, not transformed to be in the presence of God, but are transformed by being in the presence of God, and just slowing down and making space for that, even in the midst of the holiday season. And one of the things that really excites me is both personal experience, but also people in the life of the church that I'm talking to who are all saying something similar. I sense the invitation from the Lord to just come away and be with him, and there is a level of peace that meets me in just mm-hmm. uh, waiting on the Lord. But then uh, almost a provocation in my spirit to like, God, what are you asking me to do? What are you calling me to step into? And again, this past weekend, I had a number of those conversations. Speaking of school boards uh, a little bit earlier, uh, I had an experience the other week where I went home and the wife and kids were gone. were visiting with family and I had about an hour until a school board meeting. And I just slipped into a worship time in prayer that could have just went on for what felt like hours, almost without even thinking about it. Some worship music came on, and before I knew it, I was just in that place mm-hmm. uh, feeling the the presence of the Lord and his peace, but then also a level of excitement about what might God what might be in God's heart for us as his people.
0: Yep. Yeah, and where we're going in the next uh, couple of weeks actually is we've seen the heart of God. He wants to be with us. Mm -hmm. But then we're gonna identify a couple of people in scripture that wanted to be with him. And there is a dynamic of the agreement if two or more agree together on anything, touching anything. So there is a place when we come actually into alignment with the Lord, that it's a place where he actually meets us in that very way. And so, so we've looked at God's desire to be with us, but then we're gonna look at it like, David would be one of them. Um, Moses would be one of those. That um, their response was, God, man, I wanna be with you. And that's what we're gonna look at. Because I think now, as we see that, there is a response that we can have there and connect in that way. And I think it's beyond um, it's beyond us as a congregation. Uh, we are a regional church, meaning we care about yeah. the region. And, and yeah. for 30 years, effort um, a community church, has been praying for a shared outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's not about me or you, even us, as a congregation. It's about what God wants to do in the region, yeah. uh, in the counties and beyond, and, and I am full of faith for that. I think it's gonna be an exciting future, Yeah, for sure.
1: I don't want to take away from your content this weekend, but as you were unfolding this uh, to the pastors and the the staff team and then the elders uh, over the past number of months, uh, one of the things that I get really excited about is um, it's not a personal invitation. Like There is a personal invitation to draw near uh, to the Lord, uh, but what do we have access in when we draw near to the Lord as a corporate people. Yep. And again, uh, our church, but also as a region, like what does it look like as we draw near? And almost in anticipation uh, of that, I have been like subconsciously, uh, when we sing worship songs together, yep. changing the the I statements to we. Yep. Um, and uh, I think my spirit is just hungry for a level of unity across our region in expectation for an answer to that prayer of a shared outpouring of the Holy Spirit yep. and the expectation that God would move.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's exciting. And I, I uh, you know, it's funny how we can live our entire life pursuing the Lord and still be f- figuring stuff out, like <laughs> up until the day that we actually meet him. But there is something about the corporate experience of the body of Christ where, um, so Caleb and Joshua, for example, 12 spies went into the land, Caleb and Joshua had a good report, the other 10 did not. Yeah. Caleb and Joshua still waited for 40 years to enter in. They were full of faith, like they were ready to go. Tell me that's not going to refine your attitude, (laughs) to be waiting around for everybody else to get on the same page. But God wanted them to go there together. And then even in in, uh, Exodus 33, I know that Jim mentioned the glory of the Lord in Exodus 42 this past weekend. But in Exodus 33, Moses had the request, show me your glory. Now, God did not say no. But what he said was, I'll show you my goodness. Yeah. But the glory showed up in, ex, in Exodus 42, when the temple was all done and the glory of the Lord came. So are there things specifically reserved that we go there together? And what's interesting is <clears throat> an American culture is very individualistic. Yeah. And even American Christian culture has become increasingly uh, individualistic, where it's like, that's my song, that's my favorite song, I want them to sing this one. But there is something about just the corporateness that I think God is reawakening in us.
1: Yeah. It's almost like that story there in Exodus with Moses, there comes to a point in the conversation where it's like, God just puts like a semicolon and it's like, Hey, we'll come back to That's that. Right. Like yes. we'll come back to that yeah. conversation around you asking for my glory, me telling you, I'll show you my goodness. But then clearly, you know, if we think through that grid of uh, where Jim led us this past weekend of common presence, mm-hmm. guiding presence, and what he called heavy presence, clearly the heavy presence of the Lord then shows up, but it was in that corporate Setting and and uh, kind of to what you're saying, it almost feels like did God reserve that yeah. uh, for the corporate expression uh, of His people? And uh, so, man, if you're if you're going to be joining us in the next couple of weeks, I want to encourage you to come with anticipation and yeah, expectation. Sure. Come early and pray with us. Uh, come expecting that God would move, not just in a church service, but on a people in a region.
0: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, and it's interesting. I appreciate the way Jim did it this past weekend where he talked about ways that the presence is actually communicated in Scripture because it's hard to define, but there is that omniscience. He's just there all the time. Um, And part of the Old Testament uh, wording around presence is like cause your face to shine upon us. It's the word presence. Your countenance, like all that's the same Hebrew word, but yet we have this awareness of God's always being with us. But then there's those times when he just simply, I mean, some people would say it, he manifests, like we know. yeah. And the Habakkuk 2.14 passage, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. So knowledge, both Hebrew and Greek, is experiential. Like I know it, I can feel it.
1: Yeah. I um, experience the presence of the Lord. Yeah, and... Uh... Uh, Jim also would have highlighted this past weekend of just uh, the expectation of people, the hunger of people uh, who are encountering the Lord in different ways, the increase in testimonies yeah. that we're experiencing. And it really does feel, just to kind of cue our audience in a little bit, it does feel like we can hardly have a staff meeting or a prayer time or a pastor's meeting or an elder's meeting or a weekend service or a weekend service prayer time where um we don't begin to sense that mm-hmm. tangible presence of the Lord. And you look over and I was in the staff meeting the other day and I looked over and one of our other pastors looked like he was about at tears. And I feel like <laughs> I'm almost about at tears. And there's, there just seems to be like a palpable uh, presence of the Lord that's responding to our hunger. Uh, and again, it's not, not that we've earned this in any way, but just God looking to be with his people.
0: Yeah, and even two weeks ago, when I would have shared the first message in this, And actually, we can go uh, back before two weeks, and I want to talk about Mark DePont in just a moment. But as I was sharing those things, uh, I knew God's way ahead of me. Mm. And so the opportunity of simply saying, like, if you want to come up and sit or just respond in some way, because I knew, like, people aren't responding to what I'm saying. I'm simply putting words to what they're already sensing, and um, and people can respond. And by the way, I just want to be clear on, like, I'm going on recorded record. record here. So Mark DuPont's been with us for 30 years, and uh, I just want to tell you and, and everybody, I avoided conversation with Mark DuPont leading up to his time with us. And the reason I did that, I just wanted him to come in and just sense the environment and then speak what he's sensing. So at the Harvest Net Summit, the very first words, and one of the things that we've been using as a framework of experience, historical experience, is the Hebrides revival right. in the nineteen 19- uh, fifties, the very first words out of his mouth was God wants to do a revival like the Hebrides in the 1950s to you, you and Jim, uh, there were several people that came and said, did you tell him anything? I made I told a B line <laughs> right for you. Did you tell him? <laughs> nope. And, uh, along with that. So for him to even come then, so what the experience that we're in didn't just begin, um, Yeah, two weeks ago. It was actually the very first weekend in November when Mark stepped into an environment and spoke to it. Yeah. And so it's quite an adventure that we're on. I'm excited about it. I'm glad for it. And it's only
1: just beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're excited for even... I'm excited for even how this has kind of landed in the midst of our Christmas season and yep. just thinking about God being with us. And beyond Christmas. And beyond Christmas. Uh, we are working
0: currently looking at the season of prayer and fasting in 2024. And um, that's just going to simply be knowing knowing God. Like We just want to look at the very person of who God is and just be overwhelmed like his goodness and his mercy and his grace
1: and those attributes of the Lord. Yeah. You know, I can't, you just said beyond Christmas, uh, I can't <laughs> even get my brain around. Like I'm stuck like right now of like, what might the Lord do this coming weekend? But there are already like exciting things that it feels like God's unfolding even into the new year. And, uh, God is just, man, it's so good. Can I, uh, Uh, Can I just pause and highlight uh, a scripture that we've been kind of returning to in this season? And I just, I want to read it. Um, uh, It's Psalms 27, and uh, Jim, I think, would have highlighted this past weekend of, uh, and maybe it wasn't at the weekend service, but when, in one of our meetings where he was talking about, man, as soon as we begin to read scripture, it just feels yeah. like God's presence yeah. just meets that. So yeah. I want to just read this uh, as both a bit of a declaration, but also an invitation uh, to those of you who are watching this to just even invite the presence of the Lord right now as you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are. Yep. Psalms 27, and I'm going to read uh, the better part of Psalms 27. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set high and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above my enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Mm -hmm. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my savior. Yep. Yeah. Enough said. Enough (laughs) said. Hey, thanks again for joining us. And thank you, Kevin, uh, for joining us in this podcast. And and we just bless you with the word of the Lord today. And we look forward to being together this weekend. See you then. Hey, thanks again for joining us
0: today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.